Yes, welcome back on the night I go back. I am Ben. I am Higgins. And we are joined here once again by uh, really one of our best guests that we've had on here. Uh, my dad, Brad Barr. What's going on? Oh, not much. Cool. Excellent. It's completing the trilogy. The trilogy. Yeah. So this is big. So we've had we've had a guest on once. We've had a guest on twice. But what we've never done before is can you guess what I was going to say, Higgins? Uh, never done. We've no, never come, had a guest on come back, three times. Come back to me. Come back. Oh, come back to me. I was, I was gonna come up with it. Um, you were getting there. I could yeah. see the wheels turning here on here on Zoom during a remote podcast recording. Are we? Uh, are we gonna call him a recurring guest? Uh, at this point, he's either a recurring guest or like uh, a specific uh, story arc or like like a like a series of of very special episodes. Like, a spe- like, that. like a, I think they call him special guest, right? Like, yeah, he's a special guest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so welcome back. Uh, for I'm those honored. of you who haven't been listening, which, you know, shame on you. Boo. Boo. Come on, step it up. Um, we've had my dad on to talk about the classics. We did an episode on the classic movies. And then last week we did an episode on classic TV shows, the 50s through the 70s. Uh, and today we're picking up the 80s and we're going through today. If there's time, we might have to do a four. We might have to come back for a reboot for, for all I know. Yeah. Just, no, this is it. No. <laughs> yeah, no, he's done. He's done. This is it. <laughs> he's, uh, he's ridden the wild ride and he's ready to, he's ready to retire here. Um, yeah. Okay. So good. So how is everyone, uh, doing Higgins? How, good. how are you doing? Good. Thank you, Brad. You good. Thank you, <laughs> Ben. You good. Thank you. Wow. Look at that. We're, we're, we're blazing through this with efficiency and it's just unheard of. I feel like, I feel like nothing's changed for any of us since, since the last time. We That's not there. true. Uh, my dad installed his range. I saw that. Yeah, Allison was posting pictures on Facebook. So she did. They came out very, yeah, came sounds, out very nice. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah and, it did come uh, out pretty nice. It looks really good with the, with the hood on it. Like it mm-hmm. looks like uh, it's very professional. Well, have you, have you used it yet? Be, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a little hard to get used to because it's a it's an induction range, so it's uh, different than uh, the little uh, electric range I had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all Greek to Higgins. Anyway, I you know <laughs> say it's more Latin. Oh, pig Latin. Hey, oh, yeah, oh, hey. <laughs> the, the official language of on the night I go back. Um, cool. Okay, yeah, no, same stuff. Oh, I cleaned my bathroom today. Which one? The one in the the one in the bedroom that's like kind of like so we have two bathrooms and we like Jamie has one and I have one. Mm. It was my bathroom and it was long overdue. That's good. Head to toe, everything. It was all the just really difficult to do. How, how much hair was there? I don't want to talk about that. Okay. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> um Classic but I cleaned hair. the hell out of it. Yeah. It is a lot. I, I cleaned the hell out of it. It was really good. Um went on a hike. There were a ton of people out today. Yeah, Emily took the the kiddo and the dogs for a walk today, and she was posting pictures, and it looked like there was a lot of people out more more than normal, which is surprising because it snowed this morning. So yeah, uh, it was like cold. That's what we thought. We yeah. thought it was going to keep people away, but no, there were a ton. Like we ran into so many people. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. It's going to be that. It's going to be the trend now because it's getting warmer and people are getting more and more antsy. So yeah, they uh, are. Yeah. Yeah, we can. We're doing our best to keep people inside and entertained, but they just, uh, you know, we can't keep up with their demands. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we can only go so far. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, okay, good. So let's do a quick, what have you been watching? And then dive into the, to the good stuff. First thing I want to talk about, well, actually dad, what, what have you been watching? Anything good? Uh, yeah, I, well, no, but, uh, <laughs> I've been watching stuff. Uh, I watched Hollywood. What's that? Uh, it's a new movie or new show on, uh, it's on either Amazon or Netflix. I forget. It's about, uh, it's sort of made as a Holly, as an old Hollywood film, uh, about, about, you know, with the trope of, uh, you know, a young man goes to, uh, to Hollywood to seek his fame and fortune, become a star, you know, that stuff. Right. Uh, it was a, a good, the acting was terrific. Uh, uh, Rob Reiner played the studio executive and he's a lot older than he used to be. <laughs> he's, uh, he's awesome. Well, actually, when I saw him in um, The New Girl, when I watched that recently, I mean, that's not even that, that's not even that recent. And he not looked, even, yeah. he lost a ton of weight, but he looked, uh, he looked old. He looked really old. You could tell like yeah. around his face. I was I mean, watching the, old. the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. Leo DiCaprio. And uh, he's, he's in that for a little bit. And he, yeah, he he just yeah. a very old looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was okay. I mean, it was, uh, the story was, you know, typically It was typically old. Uh, it's kind of classic movie Hollywood. So it was sort of uh, uh, interesting, but it was very much focused on, uh, uh themes that were that were totally out of sync with that period uh, uh it was focused on uh homosexuals uh in hollywood which were which were closeted until right you know, until after stonewall anyway and largely i mean one of the characters they introduced was rock hudson who was oh. who's now known to be uh having having been a homosexual but a cl very closeted one mm -hmm. uh but uh uh, it was, uh, and it, and it dealt with issues of race. Uh, so it was, it was interesting in that regard, but it was, it was not, you know, it was, wasn't high art. Yeah. Uh, the other show I watched was upload because it, Ooh, it's been getting Greg a lot Daniels. of buzz. Um, yeah, Greg Daniels, uh, uh, show. It was a mess. Really? Uh, frankly, <laughs> Um, it tried to be a rom-com. It tried to be a sci-fi sort of technology movie. I hate that. Like going, um, like going for too much. Yeah. Um, it was, um, the acting was okay. You know, the, you know, the movie that, uh, uh, what's his name? That was, uh, uh Joaquin Phoenix was in, uh, with, uh, uh, the, about him falling in love with his AI. Her, her, her. Yeah. It was it was very much like her, only her yeah. was much better. Um, and the the fortunate thing was there were only eight episodes, so huh. um, I it's it's worth you know it's worth giving a shot. But it's the other thing is is that it also tried to be a mystery. Uh, it tried to be a whole bunch of things that it never quite became. Yeah, it sounds and, like it kind of uh, could be like a little bit like the Good Place, right? Whereas like. You know yeah. they're in heaven. They're in heaven. They can get every. This is like this perfect place where you, it's not really heaven in the show, right? It's like a purgatory type of situation, right? Right. Um, and they they can kind of get whatever they want and blah blah blah. And then you find out, you know, there's a mystery involved because you find out that it's actually not heaven. But and it sounds like when I was watching the previews of it, it's it had a very good place vibe to it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's anyway. I mean that's a testament to how it's it has no identity because I don't think it's supposed to be like a comedy, right? uh well it it has it tries to be a comedy too yeah see that's it just seems like it's it's going for too much but and, yeah i've uh, heard kind of mixed things about that uh about that show but that's 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 on uh amazon right it's on amazon yeah any amazon, uh yeah. any office cast mates in it or any, any cameos by them or no office 
from the office from the office because that's a greg daniel show so i didn't know oh is it oh i didn't know that well if there were i don't i i've never watched the office oh okay Uh, i i'm not a big i'm not an office fan okay Uh, i know that that's uh, sacrilege on this podcast it's okay but it's 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 not uh, it wasn't a show i was ever much interested in so it's okay um (laughs) yeah so and i also watched a couple of movies uh including this brick mansions uh uh, kind of a post-apocalyptic set in Chicago uh, with Paul Walker. You with said, Paul right? Walker, yeah, which was his last movie. Uh, so it had lots of fast car, fast cool cars in it, and lots yeah, of car yeah. chases. Um, I also watched a really interesting movie called The Way Out, uh, that was about uh, uh, six people that that escaped a gulag in Siberia and walked all the way to to India. Uh, it was a. It was a, one of the co-producers was Nat Geo, which was kind of interesting because it was a, a, a dramatic show. Uh, but huh. you know they w- had to walk across the Gobi Desert and they had to uh, cross the Himalayas, and it was uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. So All anyway, right. that's uh, I was I had on my notes no movies of any consequence, but those were the two that I, <laughs> that, I that I watched that were that were pretty good. You always find interesting stuff. How do you like, how do you like source this stuff? Like, how do you find like a movie, like the ones you were just talking about? Browsing. Just browsing like the streaming channels? Yeah, actually, I think that Way Out was on Hulu. Okay, yeah, Hulu has a lot of weird stuff. Which has a lot of interesting stuff in it that's that's not on uh, Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it's mostly just browsing. And, and, uh, you know, it had Ed Harris in it, uh, this uh, movie, The Way Out you know as uh as an american that was put in a gulag and uh you know and so and they all had backstories that came out and i don't know it was just uh it was a pretty good kind of uh epic adventure kind of movie so hmm. it all was right. worth it's worth it yeah all right um okay so that's good lots of good stuff there uh for me so higgins present a few weeks ago i had watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I God. was like, well, that was so awful. I mean, okay. Oh, so, so Brad, wait your turn. He's okay? coming. He's coming. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's not wrong in, in, in a way. So no, he's okay. not. <laughs> that was going to be mean, my, uh, in, in the, be my yeah, take. yeah. But, but there's a lot that I really, so, so I had you, I, I asked you to watch it. You didn't for a few Demanded weeks. You're to too me, busy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, busy. come on one movie. Just you watch it. I I leave my house at six thirty in the morning every morning, and I come. Oh my home, god! I come home most nights after seven thirty, so that's a thirteen <laughs> hour day. I'm lucky if I by the time I eat and shower that I have even a half an hour before I fall asleep on the couch. Do you really work thirteen hours a day every day? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, you guys don't give me enough credit. So well, just... <laughs> so. When I okay, do, all right, whatever. Regardless, no, not regardless. It's the why I struggle. It's why I haven't been able to watch a movie. Hey, in case okay. your boss's interest is is listening, Ben, you you work your thirteen hours too, don't you? Oh yeah, no, I actually work more than that. I'm just surprised Higgins works. Higgins works so little. <laughs> I'm um, paid too. <laughs> yeah, you're just a good man. Yeah. Uh, James Hunt Bob reboot. So I watched it, and yes. so okay, so in and of itself, it is not a good movie. No, I mean it's you know just pound for pound but there's a few things that i really liked about it one of it is that one of the things i really liked is that um it so one of the things we talked about when we did our jay and Silent bob episode um mm-hmm. a few months ago is chasing amy which was like at, at the time my favorite one 
then now looking back on it, I was like, well, you know, it's a little tone deaf and, and he's not really qualified to tell the story he's telling. He, he that's like a pretty common sentiment, right? And right. he acknowledged that yeah. in the movie. I was actually, I, gonna, was I was really going to text cool. you when I saw that part. I was like, it's like they were listening to us when they, when they, exactly. they wrote that part. But yeah, that was cool. It, it was kind of like a, not breaking down the fourth wall, but like, it was kind of like, okay, I, I, I've been listening. I've heard what you've said the last 25 years and I'm sorry. Almost. Yeah. Or he came to like, he did. And he came to the own, own his, like the same conclusion himself. Right. But yeah. like, um, I thought that was really cool. So it also, it did a couple of things there. It, it, it like kind of like made me kind of respect him more for acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the scene where they run into um, uh, the, the, the Ben Affleck from that movie and they kind of talk to him towards the end, like it almost is better closure for that movie. He, they kind of talk about like what, what's happened in the past 20 years and right. you know, he's kind of moved on, she's moved on, she's in a, in a relationship and they're friends. Right. But like, there's no sexual feelings. Like it showed growth and like in maturity that, that was like the outcome of what he experienced in that movie. And to me that wrapped up things with that story much better than they did without, without having addressed it like down right. the line, like not even look, not- I'm sorry. No, I'm saying they're not just friends; they're co-parents. They, right, exactly. But you could see they right. have like this really like mature relationship, and he right. clearly, it's satisfying to see that he grew from the experience he went through when he was. Yeah, younger, although right? although you have to admit that 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 any growth in that in the Jay and Silent Bob universe is pretty <laughs> is pretty a low bar. Well, that well, that's exactly what makes it so powerful. Is it's like a it's like a blade of grass growing through a, a concrete sidewalk. Yeah. Well, um, but. But you know the 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 only thing that movie was interesting about was seeing all those people. I mean, yeah. if you, if you I would, found if that you, Higgins didn't yeah. like that. I didn't Higgins like that didn't part. Like the oh, really? It is cheap. Huh. It is cheap. But I, I also think it's cool. And it, so, it's at this point, it's so it's such like a it's so layered and and like meta at this point with all the actors that have been in that shit. Like, you know, it would have it. What what bugged me about it was they did, and I get the whole. I get that it was like a, you know a, a spoof or a parody on reboots because they literally just did Jay and Silent Bob strike back over yeah. again yeah um and they did all of this in jane silent bob strike back they brought in the cameos they brought in all yeah. these people and yeah. they just did it over again yeah. and like i was saying like i texted to you we talked we talked last week about the clip shows being like the lowest common denominator of of sitcoms in my opinion the cameo was the clip show of the movie world where like you're just bringing in a cameo of a guy f- f- from a, a character from the past just to kind of he says the same lines right and, and you know yeah yeah i mean that that's what this movie was wall to wall for sure and i don't i guess in a way i don't mind the cameos by the people that were in the jay and silent bob universe but when they start bringing in other celebrities then i'm like okay well, like why do we need all, all these other people to be in it like like yeah. you, you can i focus... kind of felt that way about will ferrell in the jay and, in the original jay and silent bob yeah Shark and movie. the they same thing you know he's they, a big actor exactly and they and they did the same thing with this too um overall i did not like it um it was nice seeing kevin smith's daughter in it and yeah. i know that you know obviously that's a little bit of nepotism um but she i <laughs> thought she i thought she was really good in like she was the lone standout i think in the movie that yeah. and i think um i think jason muse i think if he hadn't had the drug thing go on in his life i think he would have been a lot bigger of a star yeah he's good he's he's good, good. and you can and it's sad to, like i noticed it was kind of sad to watch him in this movie because in his facial expressions you can just kind of see the results of like his drugs yeah the drugs yep. like he had that yep. he had that he had that like look on his face you know yeah. 
Like yeah. he had that, that, that jawline of a drug addict. You can I, definitely I, tell that it, there's like a sadness to it because it's, you can tell, and it's almost seeing him have flashes of being a good actor is right. like and the he, wasted, like wasted potential. Right. right? And it makes it kind of depressing. And I, one of my, the my favorite scene was a scene that I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was intended this way, but in the Ben Affleck scene, the little girl that they bring out as Ben Affleck in, in um, chasing Amy's daughter um, is, Jason Mew's real life right. daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he up. credits he credits her as being the like him him finding out that they were having a baby was the what got him on the straight and narrow and mm. just and like cleaned him up because he wanted to you know be a good father. So seeing her in the picture and like seeing him like kind of kick and kind of be, you know be back be with it. It kind of was a nice moment to see that like she's in the movie. She's the reason why he's alive essentially now. Yeah, and, and doing this movie. So it was kind of a very like bittersweet you know it is nice yeah. and when you look at it like that when you look at it like kevin smith giving his friend for so long his like good friend like a, a chance to go and be in a movie and you know whatever mm-hmm. like it is there's a lot there's a lot touching about it so yeah but yeah i mean in and of itself i mean it was if i was especially if i'd never seen any kevin smith thing before but i did i like the references i like the cameos i think it's fun like it is what it is right like yeah it's just um, he's such a good storyteller and like the 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 dialogue and all of his movies have always been the strong point. Yeah. And a movie like that, it's funny. It's very funny. But, but it's all it's, recycled dialogue right. and, and there's references. No, there's and, no yeah. substance to any of the jokes. There's no substance to any of the plot, you know. The only the only substantial thing in the in the whole story of the plot was Jay's relationship with his with his daughter, his teenage right. daughter. Right. Or uh uh yeah. Um uh, yeah. Okay. So the only other thing I wanted to say on this is that like one of the things about this movie that really stood out to me is very unique is like, it has this kind of weird, unique density in all of the different layers of references and universes that kind of intersect in this movie. Right. So like, it's really weird seeing like you have actors who are famous actors and they're in the movie, like as the actor. Right. But there's also actors who play parts, but there's actors who play multiple parts within multiple movies. Mm-hmm. There's like, I, I I went through and tried to write down all the different like quote unquote universes that all the different characters are are from that interact in that movie. So like you have the movie in and of itself. I'm going to try to go through this. This might not make any sense, but I'm going to, I'm going to go through it anyways. I'm, really, I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. It's so. weird. It's weird. It might not make any sense, but you have the, the, the universe of the movie itself, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot universe. You have the wider Jay and Silent Bob uh, uh, universe outside of just, just what's going on there, right? You have other Kevin Smith movie universes sprinkled in, right? Because you have like the, you have like what's going, what was on going on in Chasing Amy is real. What was going on in Dogma is real. What's going on in Clerks is real, right? You have a other Jersey Girl reference too. Jersey Girl references exactly. Other real movie universes, like the scene when they were like where they were with Method Man and Red Man from How High. Right, it was right, like right. basically you were in that other movie, right? You have real celebrities, fictional lives. So you have a fictional Kevin Smith, right, playing himself, a fictional. Mm-hmm. Jason Biggs, James Vanderbeek, who had played, <laughs> who had played a fictional Jalen Silent Bob as characters that were based off of them. It's just like such an absurd density. I don't even know what else to call it, but like there's so many different like universes intersecting in this movie. Like, not to mention real celebrities, real lives being references, like Kevin Smith and the Southwest uh seatbelt thing that they reference in in the movie. That's a real that's a real thing that happened. You know, when he, they made him, they they charged him more because he was too big for the seat. Yeah. Yeah. They referenced that in the movie. So they're referencing a real celebrity's real life, like thing that happened to them. 
it's it's just it goes the list actually goes on but like it's there's so many like universes and worlds represented and they're all intersecting it's kind of cool to see it all happen like that if you think about it from that from that perspective because there's a lot of balls to keep in the air at the same time and you get lost in it it's like oh who is who is um ben affleck playing now right, well, right. is he I got, playing I, ben affleck is he playing holden is he, like there's a million i got kind of lost when the scene when when they get to um and i'm forgetting her name the shannon elizabeth whatever character she plays mm-hmm. she plays you know the ex-girlfriend when they get to her house originally and then she ends up going off with her girlfriend who play, is played by rosario dawson yep is rosario dawson supposed to be the rosario dawson from clerks too or is she uh, like yeah, i have no I don't, idea i, I, don't, I don't think I, so i don't even know but it's, <laughs> so, it's so like, confusing it's almost intentionally confusing right um it so it's weird make, it would make for a good kind of like a mini series almost yeah. or, or like a like where each episode you kind of went into a no. different <laughs> no no well they they are talking about bringing back the clerks animated series See that was good. I liked the Clerks animated. I liked it too. And by the way, Clerks animated series had a had a um, facetious clip show episode, the second episode of the show. Do you remember <laughs> that they did the first episode where they like they climb up the wall and they're right, like right, doing right. all sorts of crazy shit? And then the next episode is a clip show with, it's I think it's entirely a clip show. The second episode of the whole <laughs> show with just scenes from the previous show. Um, talk about a good clip show reference there. Um, and not to get off topic, but I'm gonna get off. No, topic. I'm done. Actually, I'm okay. done with this. Well, before you before you leave, I I have to say I thought the self referential stuff with Kevin Smith was tedious. It's tiresome. It does get tiresome, and it gets hard and, to follow. And it you know the the and I and you talk about the sort of density of that of that in all the universes and all the connections and things, you know that that's what happens when they sit around the writers' table and they have they smoke <laughs> a few joints and they say, oh, wouldn't it be cool to put this in and wouldn't yeah. it be cool to put this in? So what you end up with is this amalgamation of all of these all of these dope dope fueled. <laughs> Uh, reference self-reference. Yeah, and then you smoke a few joints and you watch yeah. it, and it's like, holy shit, this is so uh, dense. Well, it's very, <laughs> maybe that's what I was. It's very self-filating. Like, he, oh yeah, yeah, oh my god, yes, very, oh, for sure. He's very high on himself, and you can tell by the way it comes out. And so, not, to, not for nothing that he has created. He should be, I guess, a little bit. Oh sure, he's he's, he's created kind of entire. It, yeah. He's created yeah. an entire genre. He's created an yep. entire. You said a universe of people and of movies, multiple so universes. You can, you can definitely. Um, take credit for it and, pra- and praise yourself a little bit, but it does get a little bit, you know, self-serving for yeah. you know, great portions of it. Yeah, um, it's very weird, but it's unique. I mean, that is unique. I can't think of anything else that 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 has this kind of thing going for. Right. It's one of those movies though where I don't know. I don't think I'll watch it again. Oh no! You I rewatched me? the shit out of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when it first came out. I, thought, I yeah. thought it was so funny. But you're right. It is essentially just a remake, right? Yeah. Like, they, they acknowledge I can't, that too. I can't see myself rewatching it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. So Higgins, Higgins, you were going to get us off of this quick. Oh please, yes. Yes. Please, please do. do. Ben, did you see that the cast of Community is taking our idea and yes, I did. I did see do, that. They're they going to do a live it. table read on. Yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw that. Uh, it's, I think it's Monday. They're doing it. That, so they're redoing. Are they doing a new episode? Or are they just going to do an old? Well, I'm not sure, but I'm really excited. They just. They must be listening. So hey, Joel McHale and uh, Dan Harmon, uh, if you're listening, which I know you are. Um, how about throwing us a bone next time? Maybe yeah, put us come in, on, put us get in us an episode. In you know, get us in there, featuring on the night I go back. <laughs> Should we also do one on Monday night and see who watches? Who, 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 how many people watch theirs? Because opposed to ours, head to head. Yeah, head to head. The Monday night. Uh, I, I think you better. Uh, I think you better do something else. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably right. 
Um, Higgins is going to be too tired from work anyways. It's hey, okay, you know. Ooh, some, oh. of us, some of us still have a job, okay? Oh, we all Everyone. We all still have jobs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that's it's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you hate people who don't have jobs, Higgins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Higgins, the the enemy of the common man. Yeah. I'm Mister One. I'm Mister One Percent. Uh, you're like uh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, Bernie Mac. One hundred, Mister One Hundred. Oh, Mister uh, oh, One. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you like that it's reference? Mis- it's Mister Three Thousand. Wait, who's Mister One Hundred then? That, that's nobody. <laughs> Did I see a knockoff Mister Three Thousand? Yeah. Starring starring Barney Mac. Yeah, Barney Moke. <laughs> Mister One Hundred. All right, whatever. Let's okay. tighten it up. Um, should, okay, so I know you want to talk about Walking Dead. Let's wait no, till we next week. Yeah, yeah we don't yeah, have yeah. to watch. Yeah, and let's just dive in uh, back into TV. So, okay, just a quick recap. Um, we are going through the classics generation by generation, a conversation led and carried by Brad Barr, mm-hmm. um, where we went through and we're talking about classics from each decade. We did fifties, we did sixties, we did seventies. We were most recently talking about shows like cheers and mash. Um, we had talked about some of the classic sci-fi shows, star Trek and, and, um, uh, uh, Twilight Zone, right? So we gone all, we went all through the years and we have arrived at the 1980s. So I think we should resume the same format where, uh, Dad, if you want to start at the 80s and start to give us your take and some of your classics from that decade, and then Higgins and I can start uh, chiming in as well since we actually, uh, spoiler alert, were born in this decade. True, that's true. Yep, yep. big Top decade for, for all of us, for all three of us. Um, so yeah, why don't you get us started off, Dan? We'll we'll take it eighties, nineties, two thousands, and we'll we'll park it on the twenty tens and see see what else there is to come. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know the we we did. Uh, you mentioned we talked about Cheers. Cheers actually ran from eighty two to ninety three. So oh, did we not talk about Cheers? We have not talking about Cheers. All right. Well, why don't Cheers, we except that, except except Higgins. Except Higgins, except Higgins not uh, not being able to get through it. No, he just I'm, talks I'm, about Cheers so much. It just because he works too much. I'm about. To, I'm about to, much. Hey, you know, I don't need this. Okay, the, <laughs> I don't need this. All right, I have. <laughs> all right, okay. Why don't we? Why don't we but, uh, run I with this today? And, by the way. Wow, really? Yeah, Saturday. Dude, Mother's, I cleaned my bathroom today. Mother's Day, so. Oh yeah! Wow. Yep. Um, so if I fall asleep during this, it's you know you know why. Are you doing doing a Zoom with Diane tomorrow? Uh, my mom can't zoom. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she really that's is. fair. So she's technologically impaired. So, well, where do you think so I get are it you, from? but you figured it out. Where do you think I get it from? Yeah. <laughs> it's Swiss Family Robinson over there. So, um, Higgs Family Robinson. Yeah, I'm going to send no. her a letter. Maybe by she'll get it by Tuesday. Okay, fair. Uh, don't lick the envelope. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> All right, Brad, as you were. Sorry, please go well, on. Well, I, I I would start with cheers. Because yeah, do it. I have is, Great ensemble cast, Boston settings, which are which are interesting, although kind of confused in some ways because the external that they start the show with is is actually not the Cheers bar. Uh, it's up on Beacon Hill. Yeah, but if you're from a place and a show is about a place, like you're always going to be hypercritical. Yeah, of that, you know? no, that's true. But uh, you know, the the uh, characters were compelling. The, the acting was good. The writing was generally okay. Uh, but it was uh, it was another one of those ensemble shows uh, with uh, you know with a uh, I think with a big following and probably one that stood the test of time. The well, characters were flawed, right? Which I think was really was really yeah. Interesting you had Sam it? Malone who was an alcoholic, right? Um, I mean, they were all alcoholics. <laughs> well, yeah, 
Um, but, but yeah, he was yeah. like an actual spoke like a legitimate one, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you know, you didn't have Carla who is allowed crabby and yeah. angry. It's always and, pregnant. And yeah. it's like she was pregnant for the first like three seasons of that show. Um yeah, they're all flawed in a way. Norman, who can't keep a job, every job he has, he quits, but he always finds money to go somehow go to a bar every night. Yeah, which I, um, I think this is probably one of the things that contributed to his success and and it starts, that's like the beginnings of now every TV show which has gray and flawed characters, right? right? Is And that's probably what was compelling and, and you know, people have flaws so they see themselves in characters that have flaws and I think that's that's what the show was all about, right? Was you could see yourself, you know, back then, especially probably was, it was a lot bigger, like just having like a home bar and walking mm-hmm. in there on the way when you're walking. Home I will work. say watching the show, it does make me kind of like not envious of that lifestyle, but like, so I, I'm like, Oh, that would, that looks like it would be Nostal- almost nostalgic. Yeah. To like, just oh, like be a, able like a, like to, a weird nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. To like be able to just like go see your friends at a bar every night. Like that's right. kind no, of, no, they were going to be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I also know that would be a ter- ter- that's well, a terrible way to live. That- doesn't that tie into the the what they were trying to project in the theme song? Yeah, everybody knows About, your name exactly. Yeah, everyone knows you your know, name. Don't you don't you don't you want to go where everybody knows your name? A little on the nose by today's standards, but yeah. uh, it's the only theme song that I don't skip on Netflix. I let that play every time because I love that song. I wow, love really? that song. Oh yeah, I'll skip every theme song, but I uh, or every intro, I should say. But I love that theme song. We not, um, we have to dive into that a little more because Jamie and I have have starkly different opinions about skipping theme songs. Um, yeah, we'll I think, get into that later. So, funny thing about uh, Cheers was it—it's a show that almost wouldn't have survived today. Not based, you know, not content-wise, you know, is one thing. But we talked uh, about that. Yeah, its first season, it was dead last in the ratings of the new shows that aired in that season in the '82 season. It was dead last, um, and it and it got renewed for a second season. I don't know how. And eventually it started picking up steam, like kind of word of mouth thing. And, and, you know, by its second and third and fourth season, it was, you know, top 10, top 10, top 10, it was top 10 all the way into the, till it, till it ended. But for a show to finish last in its, in its, for its time slot and it's for its, and for ratings. If that was a Netflix show, it would have been canceled. Right. To get renewed. Yeah. Like that, that wouldn't happen nowadays. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they held that same criteria back in, in 82, they never would have had cheers, you know, luckily they didn't. And they wonder how many shows were like that, that ended up becoming cultural phenomenons. And, because it was a little more forgiving back then. Right. Yeah. And, but who knows how, how long, like almost the way the office was, the office was on the bubble. The sure. first season. Yeah. The and, people didn't really like the first season. It was like a I rehash think, of the, I'm, I'm listening to, like I said, I'm listening to that office ladies podcast. And they're talking a lot about how for the first two years of the show, they, they didn't know if they were going to be, Right. Yeah. Back because yep. it was so, the ratings weren't great. It wasn't until Forty Year Old Virgin came out and Steve Carell became a huge success that right, 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 the right. ratings started picking up. So, um, you wonder how many shows are like that? Like, would yep. we have seen you know, or how many shows were like that? And we didn't. No one got. They didn't get a chance to to show how good they could have been. You know. Right. But well, I'm sh- I'm sure that Google would tell you about that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a. Yeah, I'm sure we but can figure it out. I'm but sure I bet there's somebody a lot has looked point. at that. But. Yeah. You know, it seems to me there's two kind of trajectories for television programs. One is that they have uh, a season like that where they start very slow mm-hmm. and there's somebody at the network or at the, or, you know, who's advocating for them. that says, oh, give this some time. It'll, right. it'll yep. work out. The slow burn. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's the, the other trajectory, which is they have a great first season. Then the second season sucks. Yeah. Which like happens. He's, like Heroes. Too. Yep. Heroes yeah. is a great example. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that that's very much. Yeah, absolutely. I it's like the perfect example, way, right? Yeah. It had a phenomenal first season. It was like a, it was a phenomenon, and then that was just a one, so that far. could have been a one and done. It would have been 
best show. One of the today, best yeah, ever. today, if yeah. it was like a Netflix show, it would have been. It probably would have been a one and done, right. or maybe, or maybe it would have made a second season, but it would have been better. I don't know. Or a second season that would have taken a year and a half to produce, so that they could have time to to really get the story Do it right. Yeah. So yeah. like with sitcoms, you have to go, or with with syndicated TV like that, you yeah, got to yeah. go bang, yep. bang, bang. Yeah. Okay. Um, so okay, Cheers. Did you watch Cheers when it was on, Dan? Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that a big yeah, show no. in Boston because it was based in Boston or was it just kind of like another show? Uh, well, in 82, let's see. Uh, I was living in Maine in 82. Oh, okay. And it was, I, I think it was a nationwide popular show once it hit its stride. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you wonder, well, if, was... like, I wonder if Massachusetts kept it flo- afloat until everybody else caught up, you know? Yeah, maybe. No, if it were Massachusetts, they would have said, this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, kind of like the start of that of that kind of thing, but yeah, but yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So so cheers, good, good. All right. What else? The other you got? one, I, another one I I have on my list is Hill Street Blues. Ooh, great choice. Hill it Street was, Blues, the the precursor to basically finish any crime drama. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Jesus. I is, just introduced the damn thing. This yeah. is this is what uh, you raised, Brad. No one yeah, else to blame but yourself. Yeah, really. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, you I, did this to me. I'm sorry, world. <laughs> You're living Higgins's life right uh, now. Yeah. Uh, Hill Street Blues uh, ran from '81 to '87. Uh, it really was a, 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 a tremendous police drama. Uh, it had characters that people were resonated with. People. Right. Uh, the acting was terrific. The stories were good. Uh, it certainly was a predecessor to programs like The Wire, um, uh, but it, it wasn't the kind of prototype of police dramas, but it was the prototype of modern police dramas. It was the prototype and, of like and, prestige police dramas, like The Wire and The Shield and... Right, exactly. Right, like good, Even like though good I think, ones. I think Chiklis is an, is an ass, but... Well, Chiklis uh, is an ass, but, uh, but The Shield was a good but show. But The Shield was a good show, yeah. And, and, I, and so, you know, it was well-written, it was well-acted, it was well-directed. It had a great ensemble cast. It dealt with, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, the, the, the struggles of people who were, you know, uh, who were going out in the street every day, putting their lives on the line. And, uh, FedEx drivers. Yeah, FedEx <laughs> drivers. Yeah. Well, yeah, them too. Uh, you're a hero. You're a hero. Thank I, you for I think service. you are a hero, actually. I'm not even saying that facetiously. Well, I'm not a hero. But, but I, I will well, take the I will take the hey, compliments. The next time, next time somebody you know somebody gives you a hard time, say, "Hey, look, I'm a hero." <laughs> you so. tell them next time someone gives you a hard time, you tell them to call me. I will. Yeah, I'll straighten okay. them out. <laughs> so anyway, Hill Street Blues was a uh, was a uh, was I think a, a real uh, uh, is a true classic, and and you know uh, certainly uh, 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 Law and Order. Uh, grew directly out of Hill Street Blues. Is that an right. 80s show or did that debut in the 90s? Law Which? and Order. Law and Order. Uh, I don't know. It's not on my list. Okay. Um, yeah. But it, ha- uh, it does have Law and Order. I mean, it's definitely not. It's a classic in in in, in its own right. I mean, in, in in a way, Law and Order is a classic just because of the staying power. I get I get the first like five seasons of Law and Order mixed up with L.A. Law all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. LA Law was but I hadn't thought about LA Law, but LA Law was another really good show. Yeah, yeah. I can I I can't tell what's the, what's LA Law and what's Law and Order sometimes. All right, but so I digress. That's a good so that's a good one and that's definitely influential to a lot of the shows that we like that we like today. Um, and I'll I'll get out of your way for I'll get out of your way for for uh, you to add more, but uh but the only other one I have on my list besides the miniseries uh are uh, was the Simpsons? Yeah, of course. Uh, yep. 
you know, it, it is the longest running TV show, animated or otherwise. It's had some up, ups and downs over the years. I mean, it, it has, it's been very difficult for uh, Matt Groening to, to, uh, to, to, I think, keep the quality keep, yeah. up. Yeah. And I'm not even sure he's still involved, is he? Other than like an executive producer? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I haven't watched it in such a long no, time. I haven't either. No. But but that longevity can't be denied. That this that there's there's something about that show. I think it was the parodies, of mm-hmm. you know everything that we've talked about thus far probably has been parodied on The Simpsons. Everything oh, totally. that we've I think we've said one thing an episode in all thirty plus of our episodes that that has been parodied on The Simpsons. I mean you can't right. you can't find something that wasn't. Yeah. Especially this, the classics, I, I guarantee everything that we've talked about has yeah. been covered in The Simpsons, Absolutely. even the modern stuff. Yeah. Just, so, that, just that writing room alone, the, yeah. the writing room. The people who've come out of there. Yeah. I mean, some of the best shows that we've ever had in our, in our lifetime, Ben, yours and mine, obviously, not, not Brad's, but um, have, have all been from The Simpsons writing room. You know, between yeah. Conan O'Brien, yeah. Sam Simon, um, Greg Daniels, I think might have been even in the, the yeah. on the Simpsons. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. He, we, well, it's uh, it, it certainly is one that needs to be included. Right. And uh, you know, I think that uh, I think maybe it's probably run its course, but who knows? There's well, still enough of a there's still enough of an audience to keep it going. So a show like that, where where it's like you said, it's it's essentially a parody show. As long as we keep, as long as America keeps doing stuff that can be parodied, I mean, that show like that can survive forever, you know? Yeah, especially a show that has that kind of like, I mean, The Simpsons is so foundational to people who are our age, right? Which are, which are quickly becoming the majority of adults, right? So, like, yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's going to be interesting when they do their finale. If what they, yeah. even, what can you even do for a family? I don't know. Like, I don't well, know. that's a good question, and I, I, I don't show. know what it is. But, yeah, <laughs> clip show. But you know, I, I, I think that one of it, part of it, will involve. I think, will involve uh, Bart and Lisa growing up, and and Homer growing old, and you know, I, I mean, I, I think that that would be an interesting kind of thing. I mean, Bart and Lisa have been kids, have been young kids for a long time. Yeah, but they, I mean, you're right, and that's probably what it would be. But they've depicted that. A lot of different conflicting well, times yeah, before in yeah, the show, but but not as the but not as the finale, like the, which like I the, think, yeah, with the audience that exists and the audience, the the sort of latent audience that hasn't watched it for a while, like me, but, but I would I would definitely watch that watch that finale, yeah, mm-hmm. and with high expectations, and you know maybe they bring back the 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 writers that they've spawned, like Conan O'Brien, and you know and and. Uh, and really do a bang up job on a on a Simpsons finale. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but it is a it is a uh, 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 you know it's an icon without without question. Yeah, you know, for whether, sure. Just just because it's uh, just because it's an animated series doesn't it doesn't take anything. No, away from no it, it actually it adds things because it it created a whole new almost genre, right? I mean, if you think right. about all the animated shows, the animated adult shows that exist today. Mm-hmm. are here because of the Simpsons. And that's a yep. whole, that's a whole thing. And yeah, say what you want about those shows, but at one point, all of those shows were culturally, re- culturally relevant and successful. And that's sure. due, due because that's because of the Simpsons. They wouldn't be you able could to probably point it. You could point to a show like family guy and, and say, and to a lesser degree, it's, it's been, it's been a little bit of the same thing. And again, that's completely because of the success of the Simpsons. Right. Well, look at the, look at King of the Hill. 
that wouldn't yep. be here without yep. the Simpsons. Futurama, oh, Futurama literally wouldn't be here without the yep. Simpsons. Um, yep. All the animated then, shows that yeah. are on Netflix and and every, I mean, even a show like just animated shows for adults in general, right? That wasn't really that that big of a thing in, in America at the time or was, wasn't no. really a thing at all. I can't think of anything before it that was an animated show for adults and Brad, yeah, you, might, it, you, can, you might be able to refresh our memory. Cause obviously you were more, you were around there, but I mean, I can't, no, I think, I, I can't think of one. I mean, I'm sure there, I'm sure there were other animated series, but not, not targeted at adults. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, I think. Um, and I think that that was what made it, that was what made it uh, uh, the important in this history mm-hmm. is because it did break ground. Yeah. So, so I know there's a few more nuggets we can shake out for the eighties. Higgins, what do you, do you want to, do you want to throw one out there? The eighties, um, punky Brewster. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 so again, this is, so Brad, I'm going to need you to, to slow down the, uh, okay. the, the attitude here. Because, I didn't say anything out loud, but I agree with no, it. No. Yeah. But you know, I, you guys have both have the same mannerisms and that's feel like, I feel like very attacked <laughs> right now. Um, there I'm gonna my, have a fucking mannerism if you don't. Uh... I, was, uh, I was, I was, a, I was a child of in the '80s. So the shows that I that I was into in the '80s were relatively, you know, kid shows. Punky Brewster, um, Silver Spoons was a show that I remember growing mm-hmm. up watching when I was a kid. Um, that I think was the might have been the '70s, but I think it was the I think it was '82 when it came when it debuted. Um, uh, yeah, Punky Brewster, um, Silver Spoons. What else did I did I have? Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I can think of right now. Okay, okay. Um, I know, so, but I'll, I will I will lose my train of thought. But I'll, well, I'll get we, it back. We now have the low end of the, the yeah. So back to okay, actual. Okay, so now we're not doing classics. Okay, okay. So again, <laughs> so 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 again, classics Uh-oh. are only in the eye of the beholder until unless I'm the beholder. Until there's one that you have that <laughs> yeah. we don't agree with. That's okay. right. That's All right. Because right. this is this isn't no. a democracy. This is a cheerocracy. No, 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 no. There, there, there. We had a series in the last show. We had a series of criteria that we were applying. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you could you could argue you could make the argument. Uh, one that you would be really hard pressed to argue against from the '80s is Seinfeld. Was that the, debuted oh, in 1989. Oh, get caught on a technicality, baby. Bow, 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 boo, boo, bah. You gotta stop. Please stop. Oh, ba, do, boo, boop, boo, boop, boop. Yeah, no. Um, so Seinfeld. <laughs> it's. I mean, Dad. I know you're not a big Seinfeld fan. Um, uh, no, no, I. I never thought it was funny. But it's certainly, uh, I'd say, a a somewhat modern classic when it comes to scripted live action TV shows. Especially yes, absolutely. And I and and I just because I didn't like it doesn't make it a classic. There you go. Um, I think that. Uh, that <laughs> wait, were... wait, 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 wait. Literally forty five seconds ago, I was told that Punky Brewster wasn't a classic because you, no. you guys said no, no, no it's, that, it's not the opposite. We don't, no, like we don't believe. Yeah, no, uh, no. You can believe something's not a classic, but for for objective reasons. Name one you, way that Punky Brewster has influenced anything else that you've watched. Anything else other that than I've... other than you? Maybe that that's what made you sling box. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It all makes sense now. He's coming yeah, at you see? so hard. That is too hard. That's yeah, too hard. This, this, this oh, I apologize. Too, that's too much. Too bar, too furious over yeah, here. Yeah, that's too know. bar. There's two. There's three bar. It's yeah, too much bar. That's a, that's too much bar. All right. As you guys were, I guess, having your own conversation. I'll just well, be, no, you were going to say something. I don't remember because I was so rudely. We, we uh, were. <laughs> we, you were going. You were going to answer Ben's qu- 
you were going to answer Ben's question about about whether about no, what made we won't make him well, answer the Punky question Brewster. Anymore. Punky Brewster as a show dealt with a lot of issues that at the time were were very culturally relevant, like getting had, stuck in a refrigerator. Well, that was obviously <laughs> that was something that could was helpful for kids to in case they ever got stuck in a refrigerator. There was an episode where um, I think it was the same person. <laughs> Drank, drank like bleach that was under the sink and they had to perform CPR on them and like do this like and and call 911 and that was so helpful. you're saying you'd be dead if it wasn't for punky Bruce. what i'm saying is it also had it had an episode because the it sh- the show aired during the challenger explosion they had an episode dedicated to the challenger explosion so it might Wait, not it be aired cl- when the challenger exploded so it was on the air when the challenger exploded. Oh, but like, wow. So they had an episode dedicated to where Punky watches the challenger explosion. Like the next, classroom. like the next yeah. episode or an episode and then, later. And then yeah. it was, you know, talking about that. And it, it huh. broke down a lot of things for kids that were serious issues, I feel like. So that's so, interesting. So maybe not, you know, maybe the acting was off because, you know, it, it wasn't, it was, it was child actors. So obviously it wasn't, they weren't the greatest actors, but there was something that, during the time you couldn't deny that it had a certain something going for it i I gotta say that was a much better argument than i was expecting you to make hey i'm three cores lights deep so hit me at five and you'll see where (laughs) then we're really see that staff i haven't taped it yet but here's what i got so far all right that's not bad yeah um okay okay wow okay so all right yeah brad uh, brad i think the word you're looking for i'm sorry <laughs> I don't think he's sorry. I'm sorry that you have no taste in it. Oh, oh man. he will. He doubled down. They call him. They call him double down. <laughs> double down. Um, okay. So Seinfeld '80s. Uh, the last one I had, and and Dad, I think you, I think you grouped this in to um, when you said original, the original series Star Trek, but Next Generation was from the '80s, yeah. and I think was was a firmly '80s, early '90s show. I mean, it's foundational for my taste in, in TV and movies today. That's a show that we would watch together too. So there's like a nostalgia factor there, right? And I think it's it's different enough, distinct enough from Star Trek, but still monumentally influential. Um, I think it could be said that in and of itself, it is a, it is a classic. What do you think? Uh, oh, agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was... Uh... It was a vast improvement. I think it's the best of the uh, of all of that that, that uh, franchise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, you know, and I and I think it was a, it was also breaking ground in many ways. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I don't disagree with that. Yeah. No. So that that's that's what I had. My list was Cheers, Simpsons, Next Generation, and Seinfeld. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. So that was um, the eighties. Well, let me just uh, wanna, before yeah. we leave the '80s, I have a couple of miniseries I want to mention because the the '80s was really when the miniseries came into its own, um, and there were some some and this was event television like the like Roots, but it was and it was in, it was sort of enabled by Roots, but uh, you know uh, there was a, a a miniseries in 1980s called Shogun uh, that was a oh. serialization of of James Clavell. Clavel's uh, epic novel of, uh, of the Edo, per- Edo period of Japan in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh, uh, a terrific show and, and, and really well acted, uh, 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 well, well written. Uh, Clavel was, uh, I think was a, uh, was a, uh, either wrote the, wrote the script or wrote the screenplay or, uh, or was an advisor because it was, uh, 
uh, very close to the book and and the book and this was again one of those uh, 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 <clears throat> miniseries that came out of uh, directly out of books and that and that influenced the whole wave of historical TV miniseries that followed that during that period. Uh, the, the Thornbirds, which was set in in Australia in 1986, uh, also starring Richard Chamberlain, who played in the title role of uh, of Shogun, uh, and uh, and Shaka Zulu uh, about the uh, about Africa uh, that was uh, that 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 was run in 1986. Um, there was also a a, a very good. Uh, and one of my favorite programs of all time, which was a, a, a miniseries on public television called *Brideshead Revisited*. Hmm. Uh, it was shown in 1981, based Sounds on a novel by by Evelyn Waugh. It was about the English aristocracy. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the typical thing that led to, you know, it was it was certainly before or or contemporary with *Upstairs Downstairs*, you know, and and ultimately that that silly show that everybody liked that I never watched. Uh, what was it called? The, the recent one with the, with the, about the English aristocracy. Oh, Downton, Downton Abbey. Abbey. Downton, Downton Abbey. Downtown yeah. Abbey. Downtown Abbey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it really was, uh, it really had breakout roles for Jeremy Irons and Anthony Andrews, uh, two, uh, I think, very, uh, very good English actors. Uh, but it had excellent acting, writing, and the cinematography was just terrific. Uh, you know these long, kind of misty shots of of English uh, manor houses and things. It was, uh, and you know the parties of that period. Uh, it was set in I think the 30s, maybe. Right. I, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. But uh, a tremendous, a tremendous miniseries again. And this really, the 80s was kind of the, the the event television kind of uh, mm -hmm. of of period. So, uh, and and this was a this was also a real breakout for. Uh, for public television, because public television then started to do the, the the regular series of these mini series in, uh, you know, in mystery in uh, 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 forgetting the one that Brideshead was on, but the the it was a, within a series format of of oh, right. television shows. Anyway, so that was uh, you know those mini series I think were pretty groundbreaking. And oh, like um, led to a lot of stuff. Like masterpiece theater. Thank you, Masterpiece. That's the one. Yep, exactly. yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I remember. I remember you guys watching a lot of that actually when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, Pay attention to me. <laughs> Ooh, the Masterpiece really theater is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So good. Enter the 1990s. <laughs> you like that? How's that? Yeah. That's I practiced nice. that transition. <laughs> yeah. That's. Um, I have that tattooed on my lower back. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> i don't really know okay with an arrow with an arrow pointed down oh to your butt yeah cool cool so the 90s uh, okay well well the 90s you uh, you can't you can't talk about the 90s with it without talking about twin peaks yep completely agree. uh ran from 90 and only from 90 to 91 uh lynch really expanded boundaries with that show uh it was one of the first that had uh, things on it that were so surreal that no one knew what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it's, it's always on the list of lists and of, you know, best of all time. And in, and it's been described as a landmark turning point in TV drama. Uh, it really was a one of a kind show uh, along with the, the movies that came out like fire walk with me. Uh, but it was uh, uh, just a, a, a 
you, you you couldn't have a list of classics without including Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. So that's absolutely the top of my list for the '90s. Twin Peaks is a show that whose whose um, influence on modern television almost overshadows the show itself. Like like the show itself is is great and it's 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 rewatchable, but like. But 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 the 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 barriers that it broke and the things that it did as like firsts or like things that are like you know you know breaking breaking the rules of what can be on TV, um, and and treating your audience with a little more respect, um, and keeping them a little more at arm's length from what's going on. I, I think that you know I can't think of a single drama show I like today that doesn't have elements of 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 Twin Peaks in it. So I think it's yeah, I it's mean, hugely hugely influential. Absolutely. I mean, look at look at Legion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Legion yeah. was Legion was very much a, a, a Twin Peaks kind of uh, kind of outgrowth. Legion, Devs, Dark, uh, even even like a Stranger Things, right? I mean, or even like a, an, like even like a, the Leftovers. Like you don't. Of course, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, leftovers get, Lost. Yeah, you don't get a show like that without something like Twin Peaks coming yeah. first. Yeah, Twin no, Peaks was was. Enough. I mean, when Lost came out, people were like, "This is like this is almost the spiritual successor to Twin Peaks." I mean, it had that same kind of mystique to it right i think lost was a little bit more um culturally like i think not culturally but like you could i think it was more um more i don't know how it was more mainstream popular mainstream yeah i guess for sure for sure definitely well and i don't remember we'll get the lost in the 2000s did you yeah did you watch twin peaks when it was on dad or did you yes so was that a big show at the time no it was it was not a a a commercial success it had it had relatively low ratings yeah most of the the most of the television audience didn't know what the hell was going on right they didn't know what to do with it and they they didn't know how to they didn't know how to watch it right it, it was it was only the people who wanted tv to be to 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 expand those boundaries, I think, right. that watch Twin Peaks. And it's not like today where you can go back and watch a scene again or rewind or watch an episode again or rewatch the whole show. Like, yeah. you know, back then, if you missed an episode, you were, <laughs> you were fucked. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, and then, you know, Twin Peaks comes back uh, on Showtime a couple yeah. years ago. What, which a few years was, ago? yeah, which was, which People, was I mean, not... that show was, was, a, was critically, uh, really really like like lauded i mean that people loved that show i mean that show was was really popular when it came back yeah i suppose so i mean i I didn't like it nearly as much as the original series but uh but it was you know you you get invested in these things and so i watched all of it obviously yeah Yeah. i thought it was really all the movies i thought it was really really good the third season and the movie is phenomenal yeah um i i like really like the movie as well that great scene with bowie when he's in the police station, but he's not in the police station and you can see right. him on the, on the footage through the camera, but not in real life. Oh man, that's exactly the kind of shit that that show did that just made you like, what am I watching? I don't know, but yeah. I, but I love it, you know? Yeah. Well, so it I was... totally, totally agree there. What else you got for the nineties? Yeah. All right. Well, the, the next show I have on my list is West Wing. Oh, uh, excellent. Random. I was not expecting us to go there, but okay. Really? Uh, you don't think so? No, well, I, I just, I mean, I, when I think of nineties you... for some reason, I don't think I think I like, Gloss over a whole bunch of shows. Well, West, West Wing didn't start until 1999. Right, because so. I think uh, that was okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. But the thing about West Wing was Adam or Al, Adam Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Aaron Sorkin was <laughs> uh, was probably the one of the best TV writers of 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 certainly that generation, if not if not of all time. For sure, for sure. And the dialogue in in 
in West Wing was was terrific. I mean, and one of the and and from a contemporary point of view or a contemporaneous point of view, you know, we were uh, this was a period of time when our when our administration in Washington, as it is today, uh, is um, you know is was was a bit weird and and not very functional and you know the, here was a group of people who were smart who were funny who were engaging uh who made good decisions and it brought us in a, a minister an administration you know on this tv show that we really wanted to see in real life so. it's it's people like watching it because it's what it's what they want to see it's what they wanted it's what they want to see in their government right and it's yeah, not what I they guess, were getting yeah. so yeah, it's almost I, like an escape yeah yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I that at least that's the way I that's what I uh, that's one of the reasons why I watched it. Yeah. Um. So so West Wing, you know, and it and it did break a lot of uh, you know certainly as a Washington drama, it was a lot different than anything that preceded it. Yeah. No, that show um, was definitely. I mean, Sorkin. I mean, I I sang his praises when we talked about the Social Network, which I think is one of the modern classic movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it, a lot of it comes down to the the fast-paced dialogue the back and forth mm. the walk and talks um aaron sorkin doing a walk and talk with tina fey as liz lemon in an episode of 30 rock which was i thought was awesome all right yeah yeah i'll tie it back i'll tie it back tell me i won't <laughs> um okay west wing good good so uh, so confession before we move on i've never actually watched i haven't watched the west wing all the way through oh, it's always oh. been one that's been sitting in my netflix queue but for some reason i can never bring myself to to well, watch it it is, uh, you know, it's a Washington drama, and there have been others that have followed it, uh, including the one by the disgraced actor. What was his name? Uh, oh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Kevin House Spacey. of Cards. House of Cards, which was a good show. I but, loved the first two seasons, and then yeah, that was another but, one that yeah. that peaked but you early. Just, you know, you you have to be a, you know, given his predilection to hit on young men, it's. Uh, uh, not uh, and I'm not being homophobic here, but no, just, but like no, he was hitting, he his he power, was, all the shit that he did, sexually yeah, yeah. harassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. uh, so, uh, on the I go back does not endorse Kevin Spacey an, or sexually openly, harassing. We are an openly yes. anti-sexual harassment. Problem. We are okay, open, yeah, and I, you can take that to the bank. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I, well, if this episode a, brought to you by well, Rockland Trust, I, yeah. <laughs> you could take that. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. You can take homophobia to the bank. Yes. Anyway. So uh, uh, the third show I have on my list started in 1993 and it ran to 2002. Let me uh, guess. Okay. Wings. Uh, no. Okay. No. Wings, West Wings Wing. Was, Wings was a Wings was a was an enjoyable show and I watched it, but it was uh, no. It's that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the X Files. Ah, uh, was my second uh... guess. There was not all of the episodes of the many, many episodes in the X-Wing or in the X-Wing, the <laughs> X-Files gotcha. was, uh, was, were good. But, you know, there was this incredible chemistry between Mulder and Scully. Yep. Yep. And the, and the, it was a expanded high quality ensemble cast. In fact, the Marlboro man was, is in this new download. Oh, oh plays, upload. Upload, yes. Yeah, he is. He plays, wow, he yeah, was so he old plays, towards the end of X Files. He plays a a, a character that's based uh, that looks like it's based on uh, one of the Koch brothers, the rich huh. guys who rich yeah, conservative yeah. guys. Interesting. Uh, and anyway, uh, the they were really great creative plots. Uh, some of them were funny, but some of them were also 
uh, scary and and exciting and uh, I, it just it did break the mold of 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 shows and really really gave empowered and and, and gave uh, kind of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, rise to you know things like uh, uh, you know uh, 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 what's the things. Uh, uh, darker, th- not darker things. Uh, Stranger things. Stranger things. Oh and yeah, oh like for that. sure. Yeah, I mean, there, you can see the direct parallels. So, a lot of others. I mean, shows like Fringe, right? There's a lot yeah, of shows yeah. that were directly. Right. Um, and, Wayne's and, yeah. World. Yeah, yeah, Wayne's World for sure. Yeah, Wayne. Well, I say, oh, boy, sure, I say yeah. boy meets world. <laughs> yeah, boy right. meets world for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but yeah. anyway, I mean, that was a that was a, a terrific show, and and. Uh, um, uh, really, uh, uh, for that generation, I think it was for that decade. It was, uh, it was very relevant. Did, and, did you see the movie that came out? Not the yeah. first one, but the second movie. The second came, one, yeah. Was, was that pretty? Was that good? I've heard that was like uh, the best of the two. It was. Uh, it was a, a little bit of closure, mm-hmm. uh, and then the the show that was the 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 series that followed it was just kind of trying to uh, uh, transition to two new characters. And yeah, I didn't work. like that. That didn't yeah. land for me. No. Didn't land for a lot of people, I don't think. Yeah. So. No, yeah, nope. Well, the final, uh, the final show on this, uh, except for the, uh, and I don't have any miniseries in the two. I have one miniseries, so we can talk. Uh, about okay. For well, 90s. the, yes. the, 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 oh, yes. the, the other show that that started just in the '90s and ran to 2007, uh, which I think is uh, was another groundbreaking show, was The Sopranos. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. For sure. Uh, probably if one, if not the best on on this list. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think uh, so too. I mean, probably I, I, maybe the best. About, didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, no, yeah, we okay. we've, we've sort of talked about. I mean, I'm watching Sopranos now, so we've talked about it, a bit, but but probably the best show ever on television. I yeah, mean, yeah, absolutely. If there's and, if and there's any show really, you can say that about. And and I think what it was was even though it was in '99, it was the beginning of the golden age of television that we're just now for sure exiting. definitely definitely. You think we're exiting that, Brad? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I think, I so think too. that a lot of the new shows are not nearly the kind of shows that uh, that that uh, that were really the. the you think the attention span of people because of Netflix and shows like that, and then yeah. streaming channels like that, I have think, made for uh, lesser quality maybe. shows. I think there's shows, and this is actually something we could really unpack in an episode. But like, I think there's, I think the shows, the great shows today, are made in the in the cookie cutter shape of the great shows from what we'd call the golden era of television, which started around the Sopranos. And they're not, they're, they're good shows, but they're not innovative in the same way that the great shows from the golden, the real right. golden age of TV were innovative. There are very, I think that's very few that are. That's so. what's missing. That's what's missing. There's still, I think there's, there's, some, there's more yeah. excellent TV on today than there was, you know, when the, when the, in the past 20 years, but that's, right. but that's not, it's not quite the same thing because it does, it hasn't innovated in the same, in the same way. That's, that's my take on that, but that's a very, that's a real interesting thing we can unpack um, yeah. later, but. Well, anyway, that's my, that's my list for the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I had largely the same Twin Peaks Sopranos. The other one I had was Friends. So I know that that's, uh, you know, the people, people have strong opinions about Friends one way or another. Um, no matter what, but uh, you can't say that Friends wasn't a phenomenon. Oh, of and, course. And that it hasn't been something that's been, that's been um, emulated for a long, long time. Yeah, no, I feel like it's one of those things, and I'm, and I'm very much, like I liked Friends. I think Friends is good, not great. Um, but I can appreciate what it was for its time. And I feel like a lot, 
now we're in, we live in that culture where like if you give something too much praise there's always going to be a, a rebuttal of people that say well actually this sucked right actually right. It was, you know like there's so everyone that just that's going to happen with every show yeah um i feel like friends gets hit the hardest because it was just a like if you go back not all the jokes land you know it's a very yeah, hokey no, totally. it's very like formulaic but for what it, for what it was it was like like you said it was a cultural phenomenon yeah. all six of those of those of that cast all six members of that cast are forever etched in the in the minds of sure. of of the tv lexicon of people yes like definitely everyone, no one's ever gonna not know who if you even if you don't know the names of the actors you know the names of the characters you're totally. never not you're never not gonna know that so yeah. i mean i feel like you can't despite what the quality might have been i feel like if we're looking at some sort of, if we're gonna look at classics and some sort of vacuum i think you have to look look at a show like friends and say it's absolutely a classic i agree i agree i think it's maybe one of the weakest shows on this entire list sure pound sure. for pound but i think you you can't argue with how how big that show was at the time and how it set a template for both sitcoms and for for characters like mm-hmm. the joey or the ross right i mean there's there's you know it, it was it was big and i didn't watch it when it was on but i went back and watched it a few years ago uh, yeah. um and i, I enjoyed with, it i enjoyed I watching half, friends i was half and half my i watched it um i didn't watch obviously the first like six seasons because i was only like 10 right but my la the last like three i watched when i was in high school my first it's a bad time the show was already in syndication so you could catch up and watch all the episodes and still watch new episodes right 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 um so i watched the last you know three seasons in real time and then obviously now you can't escape friends everywhere you turn there's an episode of friends i i i watched friends because because that that girl that lived in your place in Salem when I lived there for, for a little shout bit. Shout out Jess, right? Shout out Jess. She was fucking addicted to that show and she was yeah, watching it at the was. time and she, she would glue herself in front of that tiny little TV and just that she had in her <laughs> room and just watch the DVDs over and over and over. And I was like, any show that fucking hooks someone like that, like I, per- I should probably give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, it was a good show. You can't argue it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's what, that's what I have. I don't know. Higgins, do you have anything to add? My, I'm going to add one thing. It's a mini series and I think you guys both, can appreciate it. I know we did an episode about something about the person who made this miniseries. Oh, um, and it's the original it miniseries came out in 1990 um, and was far and away the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen in my entire life up until the birth of my daughter um shout out riley shout out riley i watched i guess uh yeah shout out i watched you i watched you be born and it was scary um but the original the original it miniseries was terrifying and obviously we don't have to go too deep into it because we all know ben's feelings on stephen king my feelings on stephen king and brad i'm sure you say you share a similar um love for 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 the Stephen King, the king of uh, horror, as they the say, king of horror. Um, but I mean, the show, the, the the it was, it was scary. It was, it was, it was. The acting was really good. I thought. I mean, there was obviously some campy parts, but the acting was was really well done. Um, the fact that, like you said, like that was appointment television, and sitting down for a two-hour movie back to, on back-to-back nights that legitimately terrified people um, was something that. You can't get that to happen now. You can't oh, do that. It was, it was the closest at the time. It was the closest you get to watching a movie, like a new movie at right. home, right? right? And I think that's that uh, you could you can't argue that that didn't contribute to the kind of cinemafication of of TV and how TV has caught up and surpassed the quality of 
of movies. I mean, right. stuff like like, and you can you can name a number of King miniseries that I think fit that mold. I mean, the Stan, the Stan miniseries yeah. is still one that I mean, that's the best telling of that story, which is which is arguably the the definitive um, apocalyptic story, right? So, right. Um, and a lot of them around. I mean, there's you know when you're looking at, at at King movies, TV shows, like a lot of them are just the miniseries from this chunky part of the '90s and uh, early '80s or late '80s um, that still kind of are, are okay today, right? So, I, right, that's a good addition. I, I also think Pennywise the Clown, the Tim Curry Pennywise the Clown from that miniseries is just so he's he's hysterical. He he's like the original like like that original villain that you laughed at, but also were terrified of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Which like is had, big today. He, he had these one liners that were really, really funny, but also he was fucking scary as shit. And yeah. as a five-year-old, I didn't watch it at five, <laughs> but like, you know, I was a five-year-old when that came out. I probably watched it when I was like eight or nine. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was, there was nothing scarier. Yeah, and for sure. Everyone hated clowns, obviously. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like ugh. It's it's a movie that's it's a, it's a miniseries that even now I would rather not watch it because it's it still gives me kind of like the heebie-jeebies. But um, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's that's Good my addition to the nineties. Good job. All right, uh, let's move on. So we are breaking into a new millennium. Willennium. Well, that's the Willennium. Y two K didn't happen. It was a hoax. Mm-hmm. We are in the two thousands, and amazing TV shows are being made. Uh, Dad, what are your 2000s classics? Well, I'll, I'll do them in sort of chronological order. The first is The Wire. Yep. Um, yep. I think The Wire was a solid ensemble cast and outstanding writing, acting, and directing. Mm-hmm. Dealt with, um, with serious issues. With serious issues. Serious yeah, issues that made people grapple with like the reality of, of things that they had no exposure to. Right, you know? exactly. And and as a cop, as a cop procedural, it, it also presented cops... Uh, unlike previous series, he presented co- bad cops. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, which is, and which that is... was the, and I, I think that that was its contribution was to, was to, to, to expand uh, that genre into uh, the darker side of, 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 uh, you know, police, police drama. Yeah. No, it's so. great show. What I, one of the things I really liked about the wire is that they had five seasons and each season was kind of themed around a different aspect of the like kind of social politics of of uh of baltimore right i mean you have there's one that's about that's that takes place with 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 a lot of kids and is about the schools with the teachers there's one about the newspaper there's one where it's the docks right i mean there's it's like different um different sides of of the same thing that's happening which is all of this crime and 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 poverty in in baltimore so mm-hmm. um it's just phenomenal it's it's one of those shows that like it's hard to get into. Like I watched the first yeah, season of The sl- Wire a couple we, times. We said we said it before, but it's a slow burn. Yeah, and definitely. I think there's a, there's a big argument that is out there in you know the social media world or this whatever world about can a show really be called can it, can it really be a good show if it's if you have to take a season to get into it? And I don't. I think yeah. I think any. I mean, I think slow burn whether it's the intention of the, of the, the, the creators to do it that way or not, I think you can still have a good show, even though if the first two or three episodes aren't great. You know? I completely agree. You need to look at the, you need to look at the whole show. It's why we don't give shows like Dexter or lost or heroes or even the Simpsons. Like no one talks about those shows without saying either with the Simpsons, how bad it's gotten today or with those right. other shows, like how bad it got at the end of the, at right. the end of the run. Right. You can't excuse a show for getting bad 
just like you can't discount a show for starting bad, right? It, it, it's, you have to look at the whole show all the way through. I, I completely agree with that for sure. And I think it's diff, like, it's really hard to look at a show and say that show maintained a level of consistency, a high level of, of quality throughout the entire show. Right. Shows that do do that are actually the, ex- the exception, not the rule. So I, I totally, totally agree. I'm with you. Thank you. No, I think there's uh, another show that I think uh, that I'll talk about in a bit that are that's that that fits that bill. But uh, the next one in in chronological order is Lost. Okay. Yes, uh, we've yep. talked about Lost. It it was another show that took a lot of chances. It didn't spoon feed the the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was innovative and extremely influential. Uh, it was another one of those. Uh, uh, those uh, shows that everybody was watching, uh, the least that I knew, and it was uh, you know, always had conversations about the, the the shows as they were broadcast. So Lost was truly appointment viewing for me and my crowd. You know, during like college and 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 right after college, yeah. um, that's a show we'd have watch parties. I would go online right after the show ended and look at fan theories and chatter and little details that I missed. Um, that show kind of set the template for me for liking tv in the way i do in a in a way that that's beyond just watching a show once and then moving on like yeah. like actually look take like looking at at details and and nuances and and predicting what will happen and, and that kind of thing like and that show was that show was a was a was a was a phenomenon in culturally i mean people sure. everyone everyone talked about that show um yeah yeah, yeah so no i completely definitely agree. definitely on the list for 2000s uh the third a show started in 2007 and ran to 2015 and and this is the show that i think that didn't have a bad episode and that's Mad Men. yes yep it was a period drama it had exceptional writing exceptional acting from a a, a terrific ensemble cast um it, it and the period uh, uh uh the period of time was we were distant enough from it now that uh, that we were able to to be taken back to that time, and and it did have a different kind of interaction between men and women, for exists for exa- for example, in the whole character arc of of the of the secretary that became the copywriter um, that that ultimately Peggy, Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth Peggy, Moss, yeah. right? I I, I Moss. yeah, I recently read an interesting article of, that was kind of like arguing that she was like the protagonist of the show as opposed to as opposed to Don Draper because she kind of experiences the change like in development whereas he doesn't really develop throughout the show as a character um well until the finale when he when he started to when he started to uh, meditate yeah but he doesn't but because yeah i mean yeah but 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 that's so i was going to say the to the finale to the to to your point that's a show where you're right. There is no bad episode of Mad Men. It's not even like Lost where you can point to one or two bad episodes, but all the rest are really good. It's like, yeah. it's like there literally isn't a bad show. The, the last episode is as iconic as the first episode. Like it's, it's just consistently consistent quality all the way through. Um, I think up there with, with uh, Sopranos as Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and Mad Men are probably the three best shows that that have ever been on TV, and that's not a that's not a uh, controversial thing. It just it's just the, the quality is just consistent all the way through. That's that's what set them apart. Mm-hmm. Well, you're you mentioning Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was the last one. It started in 2008. Yep. Uh, ran to 2013, and again, it was an excellent ensemble cast. And I think what was different about Breaking Bad was the was the plot arc. 
uh, going from good to or from bad to or from good to bad is that very few shows had that kind of a plot arc before then. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's what made Breaking Bad so innovative was that it took a character that was, you know, the typical of what you'd expect of a high school chemistry teacher and turned him into a, a, a villain. Right. And it's it's like almost the, worst, the opposite. Yeah. The worst yeah. villain, the worst kind it, of villain too. It's yeah, almost right. the opposite of what, you, what you're used to seeing, which if, if there's any development in a character in a show, it's typically in a positive way. Right, right. exactly. It's growth. Right, and that exactly. wasn't growth. That was that was you know kind of kind of descent. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, and, that's and, yeah. So into villainy. So uh, you know, I think that that was a uh, uh, an absolutely uh, uh, terrific show, highly influential. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So that's my list for the two thousands, with the exception of one miniseries that I can go back to. Higgins, okay. what did you have for two thousands? Um, I kind of had. The Not same. To, the same. I mean, Breaking Bad, obviously. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it because um, I watched it later. I didn't watch it while I was happening, um, but I can still appreciate. Obviously, it was still it was still really really good. Um, um, are we doing just two thousand like two thousand to two thousand nine, or are we counting anything in the like two thousand tens? No, two thousand tens is a different decade. Okay, what well, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know if we were doing everything from this point on. Um, so yeah, same thing. I had, I had, I had um, um, Breaking Bad. I re- I really, really liked Rescue Me. It was a show that maybe Rescue not, Me not many people got behind. Oh man! Um, but it, the last like season, two seasons maybe were not that great. But the first like three seasons on on FX were really, really good. It was post nine eleven firefighters in New York. I feel like there was a lot of at that time there was still a lot of rah-rah like these guys are like and they still yeah. are obviously like yeah. true life heroes but at that time they were it was the height of their of their i guess popularity so the show really took it off. showed a different side of, right. of that yeah um and dennis leary for what you want to say like he could he wrote that show um he act he was the lead actor he wrote it um he directed a couple episodes he was he's he's very talented and i think a yeah. lot of he gets overlooked a lot I think mostly because he's a comedian and he kind of, you know, he did rescue me and then kind of went back to being. Yeah. What happened to him? He did another show on FX called sex, drugs and rock and roll um, that did not take off. It was, I thought it was pretty good um, where he played like an ex um, lead singer of a rock and roll band that like has like a re like a, has like a, a, a second, like a second life because his daughter becomes the lead singer of the band. It's really cool. Um, but that didn't take off. I only did one season on FX. Um, and now I think he's just doing stand-up or he's writing mm. books, you know, or doing other stuff. Um, That's a good one. That show was really popular. You're right. Mm-hmm. It dealt with a, a different side of something that was always, has always been presented in a specific way at, talk a, at a big watch time. Parties. That was an, that was a, that was a, a watch party in my apartment in college. Uh, we would all sit down and, and that was appointment viewing. Um, and then when Netflix came around, that was one of the first series that we all rented with the DVDs on Netflix mm. and watched. Um, and then another one that doesn't, I don't think it needs any introduction from Ben and for, for you, Ben, is a show that's still currently airing and that is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh um, yeah. Wow. You're current, right. A current modern classic. I mean, we've said all we can say at this point, but yeah. I think we are still going to do, we talk about it a lot. We are going to do a, an episode completely dedicated to that show. Yeah. Um, but Amy, yeah. what can you say? It's it's yeah. one of the we've said, we've said it all about that one in history. Uh, another one similarly from the two thousands that we didn't say, The Office. 
I think mm. is is definitely in the, the office and always sunny both kind of like I hold them pretty much at the same right level as far as influence and, and importance goes and, and how much I like watching them and rewatching them. Um, yeah. No so problem. I think the office is <laughs> is uh, is well, definitely. Like, so I think and and these are like so we're starting to get into where a time where shows made in the past 10, 12 years like there might not have been enough, there might there's not enough time to say definitively they are classics like like because mm. it just it just hasn't been enough time to say they've been influential and relevant and 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 valid for a very long period of time. Um, so when we get into the twenty tens, I actually have I have one on this list that I think well, you can say is going to definitively be a classic. Oh, did you want well, to do your twenty? Yeah, I wanted to, I just wanted to do the miniseries because I think there was a miniseries in in two thousand that was or two thousand and three that was important. Ah, can I get it? I, I know what it is. It's going to be Band of Brothers. Motherfucker, let me say it. I was going to say it. It, it's not Band of Brothers, <laughs> although Band of Brothers was very good. Band of Brothers was really good and probably relevant for this but, conversation. But, but I think this, I think this is more influential, and that was the HBO adaptation by Mike Nichols of Tony Kushner's Broadway play about the AIDS epidemic, Angels, Angels, Angels in America. America. Oh, it was yeah. the it was the most watched cable show that year. Uh, it was critically acclaimed, uh, and it had it had many big stars in it at the time. It was rare for either Broadway or film actors to do TV, and they were, and many of them uh, 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 stepped into those roles. Um, it was, uh, and it was on a an issue that was incredibly controversial, and it was, uh, and I have to say, it was very well written. It was uh, in, incredibly moving. Uh, so, uh, I wanted to to call out Angels in America in that decade as being something that was. Uh, both uh, expanded boundaries and uh, and uh, uh, was highly. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, and that's one where Sorry. it's like, no, 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 that's good. That's good. And that's one where it's like, it's it's highly um, relevant to something that was going on, you know, at the time and had been going on for a while, like the AIDS epidemic, right? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's one of the kind of criteria is 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 relevance, and and then that's definitely. I, I don't I didn't watch that. I've never watched that before. I don't know. Have you watched that, Dad? Which? Uh Angels uh uh was it Angels in America? Yeah. I, yeah, you watched I, it. Just, just I watched everything. It. I just talked about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh uh Well, I think there's classics that I haven't seen, but whatever. Okay. So no. I, hate the, I hate that. No, there isn't anything that's on my list that I haven't seen. So. That's fair, that's fair. Um, okay, okay. So now we're getting in the twenty tens. It was really difficult for me to think of any shows that I think you could definitively right now say will be a classic that was made in the past 10 or so years. Um, but I don't know. What did you guys have? Dad, what do you have for this, for this decade? Well, I have, I have actually four. I wow. am. I'll, I'll just say right and now. I'll, I didn't do anything. Cause I didn't think we were going to 2010. So that we were just yeah, well, I, well, I'll, I'll talk about 2010 briefly because I, I think that 2010 was, a <laughs> was the peak of the golden age, the second gold, you know, sort of the golden age of television that mm-hmm. we've been talking about. Uh, the first one was in 2010, which is Treme. What about Katrina, right? Right. It was about, yeah. it was Orleans, set yeah. post Katrina New Orleans. Extremely well written, very well acted. Uh, one of John Goodman's last performances before he died. Uh, John Goodman's still alive, Brad. Oh, sorry. Uh, one of John Goodman's. Uh, one of Go- John, I thought he died. No. Oh, I thought, no, okay. Well, he committed suicide in the uh, in the show, so maybe oh, okay. I, I was just uh, I was well alert. Um, 
the uh, uh, the next one is, of course, Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the that's the only one I have. I think that's the only thing you can look at made in the 2010s that you say you can tell the influence it's had on TV already, yeah. and it'll have staying power. It is not a TV show you can look at and say it was consistently good every episode. No. Uh-uh. Um, so that means it's, you know, it doesn't reach that upper echelon, but I think as far as influence, heavy, heavy influence, you can't throw a dart at a TV, at a, at a, at a station that shows uh, dramas and not hit a show that, that isn't like kind of medieval or, or like yeah. a lot of sword combat and right. kings and queens and, and that kind of thing. Well, I think that the other part of that show was the writing was, uh, was incredibly good. It's the most quotable show of all time. Yeah, I use Game of Thrones quotes uh, in my in my professional life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one As thing a dragon that, slayer. No, one thing that <laughs> yeah, right. One thing that Tyrion said one time was never give power to those who don't want, or always give power to those who don't want. Right, to. right. Yep. Or never give power to one the people. Yeah, that, but but it's a it's a good it's a good thought. Ultimately, the direction that the show goes in, right? But right, exactly. Um, I mean, and that was from one of the last episodes. Right, when, right. But 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 I think that it really did. It was incredibly influential. Yeah. Uh, the third one is uh, is uh, uh, is the Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And I and I think that from a post kind of post apocalyptic point of view, and the and the the ret writing and the acting and the characters with interesting storylines, uh, you can't take uh, and and a huge arc i mean if you without spoilers that show has a tremendous arc and uh <laughs> and and it's also innovating in the sense that instead of having a, a a kind of a big time uh finale i think they're going to be moving into these show these uh these uh two uh uh short movies yeah and i think yep. that's an interesting thing yeah uh, and it's i like that to end it and interesting, it's particularly the because this was from AMC. It was one of the only ones on the de- from this decade that was on my list. That was from a that was from a broadcast channel. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I mean, that's that just that, it, that's indicative of just the shift that we've seen, uh-huh. right? In TV and in you know, if, if, in terms of the effects, special effects and makeup. I mean, the, you know, you can't argue with that. I was just thinking because, I, like, as as everyone knows, I'm currently watching the show now, uh, and from the first season to where I'm at now in the almost the end of the eighth season, the, the special effects are like the first season was pretty good for a show set in a show made in 2010, but now the special effects are just phenomenal. The, like, the effects some are the, good. Yeah. I think they try to use practical effects as much as possible and use as right. little CGI as possible. Which is, which, is, which really, it. really helps. Yep. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I so, totally, I can totally go with that. With, with, so the, I, yeah. The, I could see that. The final show I have on that is is The Handmaid's Tale, which was based. Oh on yeah, the that's that a good one too. That's a good and one it, too. It started. It was started in seventeen, and it's and we're waiting patient, uh, impatiently for the next season, uh, which probably and and frankly that it probably should have stopped uh, about a season ago because I think it would have been more, uh, it would have been more impactful. But uh, but it it the thing about Handmaid's Tale was that, that it's a timely show because it's it's a cautionary tale that's too close to reality to call fiction. Right. Right. Even right. though, even though it's, you know, there are so many parallels to, you know, the, the, the way that, 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 that the world is changing. Uh, and this, the, the, these kind of cautionary tales are important to society because they remind us of what it could be in the future. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it was, 
you know, it's been that way. And, and the world has actually trended more in that direction as the show has been on. So like, right. you know, the props to them for, for being able to almost like say, like, you know, predict that it's going to, it's going to keep happening. Right. So um, yeah, that's another one that I haven't watched too much of um, yeah. because it's just a little too bleak for me. Yeah. Well, it's hard to watch. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's very, it's very difficult. But, you know, I think throughout all of this, the, there are some common characteristics. I went through the decades and sort of and sort of thought about what the common characteristics were. You know, most of these shows had great ensemble casts with good chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly later, they were episodic stories that drew viewers into the arc of plot lines. And I think that that was, uh, that was what drew people in, was right. not just that the, the good acting or the good writing, but it was the plot lines that were compelling. Uh, many pushed boundaries of topics and, and the way they were addressed. Uh, even the, this show that I was talking about that I, would, that I just finished, Hollywood, was really about the idea of, of you know, how topics were addressed and you know, things like racism in, in Hollywood and, and you know the 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 closeted homosexuals and and it was um it was uh it, it, that's a, a very characteristic uh, of this uh, of those kinds of shows they, but they they made us care about the characters you know what they did what the consequences of their actions were um the best had characters that were flawed yeah not yep. just good or bad but everybody was somewhat good and somewhat bad Right, great. Which is just because that's what you can relate to. No, right. no one. Everyone looks at themselves and they say, "Oh, I do bad things. I do good things. I struggle between balancing that." Right, and that, and watching a character that struggles with that as well is is just inherently captivating. Well, I think that was the arc of 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 television. Generally, was that we started with people who were who were cardboard cutouts. Right, good or bad, good right. and good. Yep. They were either good or they, they were heroes or they were villains. Definitely. And now what we have is this, is this, you know, every character is a great character. Yep. And yep. so, and so I think that that was, if you look at the kind of the, the broad arc of television, you know, that's the biggest change that I see. And uh, I think that's what, and the best of all of these shows really did, uh, really did, uh, uh, you know, sort of fit into where they were at the time, um, uh, but also that they pushed the envelope and right, and, right. and made us think and made us made us laugh and and made us cry. Yeah, and I think yep. that those it, that television can do that. I mean, that's what you know Newton Minow in his in his vast wasteland speech said was that with there's you know there that, that there's some terrible terrible television on but at its best it's it's better than anything else yeah yep yeah well, i said. think that's well said. Dead on. yeah i can't i can't well, you can thank that. newton minnow i didn't say that yeah well i thank you for bringing it to us yeah, um, i don't know him so you can tell him for me brad <laughs> oh that was that was from a previous epi episode which i which episode of the yeah podcast, we tied it back in sure yeah yeah look at that which i'm sure that you i'm sure you've forgotten already on the no. oh, on the night i go back has everything the prestige television does right we have a lot of great characters <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no. uh yeah well i um Sincerely, thank you, Dad, for coming on and, and helping whoa, us have whoa, this conversation. Whoa. I know I'm not. We're not done. I'm just saying. Uh, cool. so let's you're, wrap you're up the conversation, Higgins. Like a wrap up. Let me, let me lead. Okay, sorry. <laughs> one, two, three, go. Well, you're you're the one that's the host, so you have to lead. So. Well, we're co-hosts. Oh, uh, no, but I mean, you're actually the host on the. I'm the host of Zoom. Zoom. I hold all the Zoom power for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, so so thank you for coming on and having this conversation. Yeah, no, I think no this worries. was probably one of the most pleasure. profound, if not the most profound conversation. We this had. has been my these this this uh, little mini these. this little mini series we've had has been my favorite. Yeah, so this is a good arc. This is a good arc. It's, so it's only are, downhill from here. Um, you guys are very uh, very generous. So Aww. so thank you for coming on. Thanks for, for spending yeah, your time. Yeah. Um, so before we uh, uh, leave, like my dad and and this topic, or or not the topic, but this episode, Higgins, I I heard you have a little surprise for us here. So yes, I I have a game that I want to play that I've been Ooh, dying to play. For, I've been dying. I to play love for games. A while. I, the people say the episodes where you have games are the best ones. Yes, um, I've heard that too from that one person. Um, probably the same person. Shout out, hey hey Adam, how are you? Shout out Adam, what up? Adam? Yeah, hey Pari. Hey Pari, uh, Adam, what up? Pari, uh, see you at eight o'clock. Um, so now that we have both of the bars here, yep. I want to play a game where I am going to give you guys a title of a uh, uh, of a potential TV show, and I want you to tell me if the title of the show is a real show or a show that I'm making up. There have been so many TV shows, and TV show names are so dumb that this I like am not going to be good at this. This is going to be okay. really hard because there's been like you said, there's been a lot of dumb TV titles. And some of the ones here are, in my opinion, some of the dumbest. Not, not even, not even the dumbest names, but just the concepts of the shows are really. So, dumb. so you will say a show. I will say real or fake. Dad, you say real or fake. Your guess, mm-hmm. and then you tell us if it's real or fake. If it's real, you'll tell us what the show's about. Correct. Okay, let's do it. All I'm right. ready for it. My body's ready. All right. Number one. Cop rock. Fake. Brad, you're Brad, muted. you're muted. Sorry, real. Brad is correct. Real. What? Did have you heard of that show? Uh, no, but it, it, well, I have. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 65 years old. I, my memory doesn't. <laughs> so, my memory doesn't. My memory is 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 a thing that that gives me uh, uh, gives me hints of things. Yeah, so that's Cop, Rock, Cop Rock is from 1990. It lasted one season, and the the tag of the tagline of the show. The only thing I could find is it's a musical adventures of the police force. So it's a musical. Every episode's a musical, but it's center. It's like essentially Glee before Glee, and it's based around cops. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, so, all right. So, <laughs> all sounds right. Sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> sounds really okay. bad. You're not you're not going to bring up Pucky Brewster, are you? No, that's Brad Brewster. Real, please. Okay. Oh. <laughs> all right. Next one. Shrimp feet. Shrimp feet. Fake. Fake. That's fake. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, what would shrimp feet be about? Shrimp feet would be about. It's about a, a kid, a little a, person with giant feet. It's okay. A, Ooh. It's a a Forrest a Forrest Gump spin. Oh, <laughs> Forrest Gump spinoff. Shrimp yeah. feet. It's me, mm-hmm. Bubba Gump, and I got shrimp feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jennifer slept here. Oh, oh real! I've heard of that real. show. Real. Okay, so that's from 1983. It's about a rich fam or a family that. Oh no! A rich family that moves into a home that was once owned by uh, a screen, uh, an actress. Um, she's passed away, and eventually the ghost comes back and becomes friends with their son. That's what's happening to Adam right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Shout uh, out Adam. Next one is called Coed Fever. Uh, fake. Uh, I don't know. Real. Real. 19, oh. 1979, it lasted one episode. Whoa. And the tagline is, what happens when an all-girls school goes co-ed? That's okay. all I got. That's all wow. I got. Yeah. What does it's happen? It's canceled after one we'll episode. We'll never know. Nobody knows. Um, wow. okay. 
All right. My next one here is my uncle, the baby horse. Oh, fake. Fake. That's fake. Yes. <laughs> you're not, what you're not very good at making these. Okay, I, don't next... know, I don't know. I mean, what, that would be like a, that would be like a Mr. Ed spinoff. The well, next it'd one. be like, you know, like my mother, the car. Oh, Brad. My next one was my mother, the car. Oh, oh real, real. It's a real show. <laughs> 1965, the story of a relationship between a man and his mother, who was later, the mother later being reincarnated as a 1928 porter. Oh, oh it's like a weird night yeah. rider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is fun. Next one is uh, Mama, There Goes That Man. Uh, real. Uh, fake that's fake oh my god <laughs> uh that's a fake one it's about mark it's 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 the tagline that mark jackson uses in the nba every time someone, <laughs> every time someone does a slam dunk he goes mama there goes that man uh oh so that would be about to be a, it'd be a retelling of mark jackson's life um, all right and this is this was my last one um heil honey i'm home real uh real <laughs> it's a comedy it's real it's from 1990 <laughs> it's comedy it's a british comedy that spoofed american sitcoms from the 50s and the 60s and it featured adolf <laughs> the main characters were adolf hitler and ava braun who lived in matrimonial bliss until they become neighbors to a jewish couple <laughs> the series was canceled not wow. only due to controversy but also due to um british satellite tv's merger with sky um Seven other episodes, which show a plot where the Hitler family would have murdered their neighbors, were not filmed, but aired. Were, were filmed, Yikes. but not aired. Yikes. Yes. Okay. Kyle, honey, I'm home. Well, I want to point out my dad got 100% on your quiz. Yeah, well, I, you know what? He's, uh, he's good at what he does. So. He's the best. I probably should right. have done better with the made-up names, but, you know. No, no, no. That was, no, no, that was no, good. That, that was, was very fine. good. That was, that was good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think I'm going to – let's skip the trope this week. We yeah, are, I, we I are up the, on it. I did the trope. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. Let's do it. No, I did the trope when I talked about Hollywood. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 exactly. We are working tropes into the episode now. Wow. They're growing. Seamlessly, seamlessly. We contain multitudes. <laughs> um, okay, well, thanks again for joining us, Dad. These have been three excellent episodes. Um, we will be happy to have you back at some point in the future. We'll talk about something else really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think it was another great episode. Good job, I, Dad. I Good job, Higgins. I could not agree more. Another great episode. Really insightful. Uh, if you want to hear more like this, but not as good as this, because my dad won't be on, um, don't forget to listen to us going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and don't forget to Hit like the, and subscribe. Pound and that share and like button. Pound the share and like button. And uh, follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash oh, oh, bar 08. Self-promoting here. Yeah, yeah, follow self me on. Um, I'm a streamer now. I'm streaming uh, games. Yeah. Uh, we have we have guests on, me and PJ, Adam, everyone. So follow not, me on Twitch and watch me play games and, and uh, have some fun. Not Higgins. Not everyone. Um, because he doesn't have a computer. Uh, I, I have a computer. I just don't play games, okay? And we will see you guys. <laughs> Stop playing games with me, Higgins. All right. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for All listening. Right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.